Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Headphones On podcast, episode 14. I'm Dina. I'm Millie. Today, we're going to discuss our favorite songs from the punk rock genre. We have a corresponding playlist to this episode, and you can find it on our Instagram highlights and stories at Headphones On underscore, TikTok at Headphones On underscore, and our Twitter at underscore Headphones underscore On. There you'll also find links to previous episodes and playlists. Feel free to hit follow and all the above to stay in touch with us. Let's get into it. So, how were you first introduced to punk rock? Um, I honestly don't really remember. It's not a specific memory, but um, probably like in middle school and then definitely high school, um, there was a random TV channel on cable that was like a Christian programming channel. And once a week they would have like a music segment, like on Saturday nights. And that's probably how I just, and they would have like Christian skateboarders and like Christian skateboarders. Yeah. So, so that's this channel. (laughs) I honestly, I couldn't even tell you. It's just some weird like cable access channel for Christians, I guess. And that's how I discovered like MXPX. And that's actually the only band that I remember from the Christian punk rock genre. I love them. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember trying to like sell it to my mom, like, mom, look, I know you don't like the music, but they're singing punk rockers. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> they pray too, mom. <laughs> I know. Like, she's like, I just, I, this is crazy. Um, how did you get into it? My babysitter, like my mom's, I told you about them. Like my, my mom's best friend's daughter. Yeah, and I would know that one of them really loved the Ramones, and oh. I remember that she had um, "Subterranean Jungle," <laughs> like that Ooh. album. And it was con- she; had, they had a really nice record player, and it was constantly on the record player. I remember the cover of that album. It's like a subway. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, it was a really really cool. Like I discovered a lot of my music through them, actually. Oh, what are you, what are they doing now? Do you talk? Do you, I want to. I would love to meet these women. <laughs> like they're so they're, cool. They were so. I was like maybe eight or nine and there were teens so like one was 15 and one was 16 yeah where their boyfriends were older and had cars oh nice (laughs) that's nice so we got to like drive around and they weren't really like they weren't the typical babysitters that were like bummed like oh we have to take care of this kid they actually really liked taking care of me it's just a very different mindset yeah so it was really cool I got to they were like older sisters they were really like sisters and I think they you know they didn't like their little brother very much so So I guess I was like a good you were an angel you were their little angel that they could influence you and it's cool yeah yeah it was fun so what do you love most about the genre itself oh my god I think the intensity the rebellion the huge middle finger to the norm um it's just a big fuck you and I've always there's something in me. I guess I was born with it. Like the melancholy aspect of me. There's also a huge rebellious aspect of me where I don't, if you tell me to do something, I'm questioning like why I have to, like, I have to understand why it has to make sense to me. I don't, even though I appear like I conform, it's all mental for me. I'm non-conforming. Like it's in my head. Yeah. Um, I just, I really appreciated that they didn't give a shit. It wasn't, it, it was just the antithesis of what was okay, you know? Yeah. I think for you? me, like, I think what I like most, at least in the early days of punk, right? Yeah. 
is that you could take musicians with little or no formal training mm-hmm. and take really simple songs with simple lyrics and melodies and turn it into something like really powerful, authentic, impossible to ignore. And yeah. like you, I really appreciate the ethos of punk. Like at its core, it is about nonconformity. And I find that appealing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's get into it. Millie, what's up first? Okay, so my first pick is The Day the World Turned Day Glow by X-Ray Specs off their album Germ-Free Adolescence from 1978. So the, uh, X-Ray Specs is an English punk band formed in London in 1976. The band members were Polly Styron, Jack Airport, um, Paul Dean, Paul Herding, and Laura Logic. So I really, really love X-Ray Specs. And I think what makes them stand apart from other punk bands is the sax. Like the saxophone is not a typical instrument in punk rock. So you don't no. really find it often in songs, right? Right. But it, it became their signature. It was like an element that was unique and distinctive to them. And to me, like the sax over, almost served as another vocal. It was loud. It was aggressive and in your face. So you have Laura Logic, who her real name is Susan Whitby, was the saxophone player for the album. And she was only 15. <laughs> so can you imagine like being a 15 year old saxophone cool. player in a punk band? Like that has to be like, she has to be the coolest teenager She's, ever. I, I was not, I'm still not that cool. I, I'm not that cool. Like I would never be that cool. <laughs> Like, what? And sadly, she had to quit the band to go back to school. <laughs> so, Gosh. Like, I'm like, damn. But, I mean, probably, like, the most important element is polystyrene because her vocals are just insane. Like, she's her vocals have been described as powerful enough to drill holes through sheet metal. Like, she will grab you by the throat. And... Polly was this really unique figure because there weren't many people of color in the early days of punk. And she was very unconventional, like from her colorful wardrobe, which is really different than from, you know, the, the normal punk uniform of the, the jeans, combat boots, white shirt and leather jacket. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that vicious look. Yep. Yep. She was, she was the opposite. She was all color and she wore braces to kind of emphasize, like, I'm not a sex symbol. I don't want to be. Right. There is a documentary on her life that I really want to see and I haven't been able to. And if, if we find a few articles, we'll link them for you. But I just find her to be such an interesting artist. Now, the album itself, um, Germ-Free Adolescence, it's, it, it gained a lot of praise. It was labeled a masterpiece and probably like one of the strongest albums in British punk. Spring magazine ranked it like number five on its 50 most essential punk records. Um, Mojo magazine listed it as top 50 punk albums. I mean, it's listed in the 1001 albums you must hear before you die. Like it's everywhere. And for someone like me, I like punk, but I do prefer other genres. Like let's say I like rap and hip hop a lot more. So this band really, really made, you know, made a mark on me. And if for those of you that are new to punk and found it in the beginning to be like off-putting or just noise and you can't follow it give give x-ray specs a chance because i really do feel that this album is a great introduction to punk rock Mm. it's just a fun album and there's other songs like um i i live off you 
plastic bag, generic engineering, which was really ahead of its time. It spoke about advancement of technology and worker clones. There's this line, like, when he becomes the creator, will he let us exist? It's kind of like what we're going through now, which is kind of wild. But yeah, that's my first pick. What about you? My first pick is Gimme, Gimme, Gimme from Black Flag off of 1981 Stammon. They were formed in 1976. They're a hardcore punk band from Hermosa Beach, California. The only member that's remained constant in the band has been Greg Ginn. Ginn? The originator. He's the originator, guitarist, and primary songwriter for Black Flag. And they have one of the most recognizable and appropriated logos. It's minimal. It's gorgeous for all you VizCon people out there. They just mm. use four, four, four black rectangles to represent anarchy. They chose this in opposition to what a white flag represents, which is surrender. Um, <clears throat> and then because, I guess, Greg's work ethic, they, they would practice seven hours a day, and which I think in the beginning was really, really hard for a lot of musicians to kind of keep up with that. So their inability to find, like, for example, a reliable bassist resulted in Greg's incredible guitar work and guitar sound mm. through the band. They were inspired by the minimal sounds of the Ramones and the Stooges. Um, <clears throat> the album Damaged is considered a staple within the industry, ranking 340 on the Rolling Stones, 2012's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, Pitchfork ranking it in 25 on its top 100 albums of the 80s, um, mm-hmm. and this album had Henry Rollins on it. So Henry Rollins was on a band prior to this, but he joined Black Flag for a few years and then branched off. But the the cover is Henry Rollins punching glass, and it's captured. Yeah, yeah it's captured by a punk photographer Ed Culver. And Artform actually considers this image a very iconic. So it has an iconic status from Artform. I remember that cover is really yeah. distinctive. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's it's cool. a great cover. It's like red and black. And you have like kind of, it's shot from behind. So you see like Henry Rollins' head and his, his upper shoulders like punching. And you see his fists going in the mirror. Um, and then Rollins actually was a last minute add in for lead vocals before recording this album. So. It was just two weeks in the recording and Rollins was like rolled into it. Yeah. yeah. What's next for you? Okay. So next is FVK fearless vampire killers by bad brains off their self-titled album known as the yellow tape released in 1982. So bad brains is my favorite punk band of all time. I have to agree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you. They're so good. They're so good. Oh my God. Like, so Hardcore punk band formed in the late 70s in Washington, D.C. Members are singer HR, guitarist Dr. No, bassist Daryl Jennifer, and drummer Earl Hudson. And this is their debut album, which, my God. And it's actually, the album is still known to be, like, probably one of the most influential albums, period. At the time, the punk world was really white, very white. And you just didn't see black punk bands and they managed to stand out not because they were black but because they were better they were just better than their counterparts so in the early days they were a a jazz fusion band and their later work had elements of hip-hop soul funk metal and they're actually to this day still considered major influences in the metal genre like from and and their subgenres too like speed metal and thrash 
So, but this particular album, the Yellow Tape, is pure punk. And what makes it distinctive is their mix of punk and reggae. It's a very fast album. It's really ferocious, supercharged, precise, and just like full of power. But with this insane technical ability, like Bad Brains to me aren't musicians in every sense of the word. No one, no one really compares or come close. And the lyrics are so powerful. They clearly stood for something, but they were activists. But in my opinion, you just didn't know it. Like, it's just, it was in the lyrics, yes, but they didn't carry around with them. Like, they didn't say it in every interview. Like, their method was really unique because many punks actually didn't come from a positive place and Bad Brains took a different approach with it altogether. They were inspired by Bob Marley and the way he delivered his messages, which was through music, and they did the same. Mm-hmm. So my favorite member, I'm obsessed with HR. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's probably one of the most exciting frontmen. Like, his energy, his physicality, the stage presence, his stamina. Yep. The, his voice is inescapable to me. It's just really impressive and raw. And it's just, I don't think you can imitate him. I, if I could pick just one band to see live, just any band on off my list, I would definitely pick Bad Brains. You just don't get a band like this often. Yeah. At least, you know, if you, you're able to discover a band like this in your lifetime, I think it's a, it's a, it's a gift. And what's mind-blowing to me is how they were able to influence so many other artists and not just other punk bands or rock bands, but pop and R&B artists like Lauryn Hill and Gwen Stefani. Yep. And still be so underrated. Like, I just don't think they get enough credit. And if you guys are curious, you know, about their other albums, I really like Eye Against Eye that was released in 1986. Very different from this, right? But still just as good. Um, Songs for this album, like, obviously, Fearless Vampire Killers, because that intro does it for me every time. (laughs) Like, it's just sick. Band in DC is great. Sailing On is great. Like, leaving Babylon like you really hear that reggae come through so if you guys haven't heard this album get on it like this is like the school of punk right now (laughs) no really it's they're one of the they're one of the um I discovered them I think like in my late teens and I totally agree with you if and this isn't like I don't I don't want to be pretentious but truly this is a very 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 important band within this within this genre um, I have another Completely. band that I'm going to be discussing too, but Bad Brains was so influential and they're just such important records and they're so good. And yeah. I mean, band in DC, I would love to be band. I, actually, no, because I love DC. DC's great. But I mean, it's such a cool record and I love But I hear it was about. such a, a, like a lame reason why they were banned. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Come on. Well, I mean, they're really interesting and I'm sure they have tons of articles on them. So we're going to, we'll post some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My pick is Vietnam by the Minutemen off of their 1984 double nickels on the dime, which is such a cute, it's not cute. It's, not cute. it's a very cool <laughs> title. I love the play. I love the title. <laughs> I love the title. Double nickels on the dime. Like it's great, right? Yeah, um, who who would title that? Like, wow. man, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's considered punk, art house, avant garde, experimental, hardcore. This band falls under so many different labels. It's because they're just truly hard to they're hard to pin. Generally, they're punk, 
but even on this record i mean it has influences of like country and folk and just random it's amazing mm. um they're influenced by gang of four another great band the urinals wire the pop group um their songs generally speaking were usually under a minute long even in their later albums it rarely went past three minutes like they just really were like no which i think yeah. is very interesting too when you when you think of music like to have something under a minute it that's i think rebellious it's just as rebellious it has has having a song go for 30 minutes right like yes. having a random song not a structure just having a random song going for 30 minutes or just cutting it down to like a minute and 30 seconds i think that's yeah, very like, interesting and only punk you could get away with that like it's truly, amazing. truly yeah 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 i mean maybe yeah. in rap you could do but maybe no, rap too. you know yeah, well, but like, totally it's a punk thing it's a, it's total a punk, punk thing, thing for sure yeah yeah um, this album references the Vietnam War, racism in America, the working class experience, and the song off of this album, Corona, was featured on um, the opening credits of MTV's Jackass, which, yeah, beautiful pairing, great pairing. Um, please also check out the instrumental song, Cohesion. It's a minute 55 seconds, but it's just Boone playing the guitar, and it's truly so beautiful. Like, I... It's one of my favorite songs, and it's just an instrumental. Um, this album is considered to be one of the very best rock albums, and that was quoted uh, rock critic Mark Deming. Deming? Deming said that from the 1980s. He said that they're like one of the best, and I totally agree with him. Mm-hmm. Their name comes off of a play from the Colonial Minutemen of America, and... Um, but fabled Minutemen yeah. Militia of Colonial Times and partly to Lampoon, a right-wing reactionary group of the 1960s that went by that name. Mm-hmm. So again, very political, very kind of on point for being a band that's punk in the early 80s. They're just, they're just, I think this is, I know this is starting off as like a classics of the punk genre, but truly this is why they're good. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard. This is why we pick them. Yeah, and they're monumental. I think like they're kind of landmark albums, right? So landmark, yeah, landmark, and 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 also very, very, very influential. Like, yeah, because even even when they reference Gang of Four as an influence, Gang of Four was really experimental. Like yeah. they're very unique. They're very very unique bands. So, um, yeah. What's next for you? So live fast, die young by the Circle nice. Jerks from Group Sex album. The 1980. So I just realized now that like all my picks are debut albums, and that I swear mm-hmm. that was a coincidence. But here's the thing: like I like recommending albums that all the songs are good start to finish. So mm-hmm. I stand by the picks, right? So mm-hmm. formed in 1979 in Los Angeles, California, members Keith Morris, who was also in Black Flag, yep, Red Cross, mm-hmm. and Greg Hudson. So the group has had many other members. I mean, they've broken up and reunited several times throughout the years. And Group Sex is their debut album. It's a really critical album for the hardcore punk genre. And if you're a fan of punk, you probably already own this album because in my opinion, it's their best work. And what makes them memorable and stand apart from other punk records is is that, that the album itself is 15 minutes long. Like... (laughs) There's like 14 songs in this album and some are just 40 seconds. Some are just a little over a minute, but they're all really, really good. So it's, 
it's probably like the best 15 minutes you'll ever spend. It will grab you by the throat, kick you in the nuts. I mean, the music is really fun. It's exciting. It's relentless. And so important for the hard, hardcore scene. And it just kind of blows my mind that it's over 40 years old. Yeah. It's over 40. Like a lot yeah. of these albums are over 40 years old. Like, my yeah. God. Yeah. And they still get talked about. Because they're so, amazing. They're it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So punk is definitely a genre I associate with youth. And of course you could be like, you could be 60 and still like punk. For me, it's like a forever young album. There's no pretense. It's really simple and effective. And this is how I would describe this album. They, they don't take themselves too seriously. I love their humor. And there's so much humor in this album. And I will say like, at least for me, like with the pandemic, like the last 18 months, <laughs> like I've learned some lessons and the world uh, uh, right now feels so heavy and intense, you know, Yeah. that this is actually such a good album to listen to because it has humor. You could have that release. It's, it's not, you know, we don't need complexity. We just need a good laugh. Yeah. So this is kind of like an album that I reach for, for that. And I've seen a lot of their live performances. You could find them on YouTube easily. And in some, you just don't know where the audience end and, and the band begins. Because yes. I'm not a, ma a mosh person at all, but they are just right in the pocket and in there. There's no hesitation, right? So it's just like... But it's that's punk. Like, that's amazing. And that's punk. And I think that's the beauty of of the right. energy that punk brings to a live concert. I've, totally. I've been to so many. And I can't tell you, I mean, they don't take themselves seriously it doesn't matter if somebody misses a chord you're just yeah. it's it's the energy and it's the idea and it's just being together and like you said it's just it's it is it is quote-unquote youthful but we all have it in us this rebelliousness and and you're just it's like I, I just I remember going to shows and just just like you just see this energy like coming off of people and you feel like the air is electric and that's the best feeling in the world, you know? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're insane performers like they really are. And it's just I mean, the vocals are intense. The riffs are, in, are insane. But for me, it's the drums, man. There's so yeah. much adrenaline. Yeah. The drums are just out of this world. And it's it's almost like they're the punk band that will never die. They still have a young audience. Teenagers still line up to go see them. Yeah. And they're still doing it. They're on tour as we speak. So uh, maybe we'll go see them, you and I. Eh? Good, good <laughs> for them. Like good for Circle Jerks. Like they're on tour. So we should go. We should go. But, yeah. Let's find out where they are. I know. But in like so other songs, I love World Up My Ass. Because when you're bitter and you yeah. just want to be like, get off my dick, this is the perfect yeah. song for that. Listen to this song. It's insane. Um, Operation, Paid Vacation. Yeah. I, I can't find like a bad song here. So it's a really, really fun album. Highly recommend it. What's your pick? Okay, my last pick is Fight It, Pennywise, um, off the Epitaph Records Punkorama Volume 4 Straight Out of the Pit compilation from 1989. Oh. That was a mouthful. Um, actually, I really want to shout out Epitaph Records. They were a huge, huge, huge part of the punk scene. Um, they're a great label. And they used, they put out actually 10 of these volumes, the Punkorama compilations. The first one was released in um, 94. The 10th one was released in 2005. 
with Unsound, another compilation released in 2006. And um, I have a few of them. I really, really enjoyed them. And even if I didn't really understand some, like I didn't really get all the the bands on there when I was younger, I really appreciate it now as I'm older, you know, yeah. just having a different perspective. But it's a, it's a great record label. They put out some amazing bands. They supported these awesome, like, Pennywise is on Epitaph Records, and they put out like what 10, 12 albums with them? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Fight It was the only song on the volume to not have been previously released, and I still think it's not released. And I could be wrong, but I think it's still only like exclusive to this uh, Punk Rama Volume 4 compilation. Mm-hmm. And Pennywise is another band from Manhattan Beach, California. So I think there's something in the water going on there with these punk bands. Oh my god, so out of like, many of them. Right, like Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach. So like okay, like I get it. <laughs> it's a yeah. thing. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, and it was named after the Stephen King protagonist, Pennywise, which yikes. From it. Yep. From it, totally. I mean, it's kind of creepy, but uh they talk about positive mental health. They're they talk about politics a lot, social events. They're not just a fluffy band. They're they're really um they're really consider like you know very kind of aware of what's going on i mean one of my other favorite songs not only for me but i'm sure a lot of listeners is fuck authority <laughs> so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i love them a lot they're great um Aww. okay mills honorable mentions okay okay so first one is beat your heart out by the distillers yes from the album coral fang released in 2003 just because I love Brody Dale. I think she's hot. I just, I love her voice. Yep. Yep. Girl crush. Yep. Insane. I, I really love Coral Fang. It's a great album. And next is Bloodstains by Agent Orange. I'm so happy you put this on here. I love, I love them. Isn't this like, like you I can't mean, get this song off your head. Isn't it so oh. freaking catchy? Oh, I just, they're so good. They're just so good. I love them. It's West Coast surf punk. I think that's kind of what yeah. they're described as. Yep. Such a good album. It's called Living in Darkness from 1981. We recommend um, Too Drunk to Fuck by the Dead Kennedys. Listen. From we, we have to put Dead Kennedys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so important. They're so important to me personally, too. But they're so important. I like this song. Um. It's from Fresh Fruit, Rotting Vegetables from 1980. Yeah, debut studio album. And this was released as a single, but I know that it's included in some of the versions of this album. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I love this song. I think it's freaking amazing. It's so good. I Um, I absolutely love them. They're one of my, they're one of my, I was going to put them on here, but I'm like, no, you know, like I, you know, I saw that you had them, but they're a super important band to me, especially because of how political they are. Yeah. And I think yeah. that Jello has, because he's no longer, so Jello kind of like broke away from the dead Kennedys. And I don't think the members or whoever's left is, I think they're more Republican now, which you kind of find that happening. The Sex Pistols went Republican, the Ramones went Republican, like they all kind of got soft. Um, but Jello Biafra is the fucking man. And he is still so active, so political, holding people accountable, using his platform for good. Um, I have his spoken word albums from the early 2000s. Like, how is that? Is that insane? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I really, really, really appreciate him. I mean, because he would talk about 
Reagan on California Uberalis, and he would talk about, you know, Vietnam and and just the unjust suffering that Americans go through or that we put other countries through. Countries through. And, right. Yeah. So I'm really happy that it's on your list. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're just insane. They're such a great band. Yeah. Um, Inside Out from 999 from the biggest prize in sport 1980. I just think it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Kids of the Black Hole from the Adolescents. Oh, I love that. Is I love this whole album. Like again, another debut album. My God. And it's known as the Blue Album from 1981. So hardcore punk band, sadly, mm-hmm. they broke up not too long after its release, which yeah. is kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but their guitarist was Rick Agnew. He quit. I guess they got into a fight on stage and he quit. Mm-hmm. And he joined Christian Death, which is yeah. one of my favorite goth bands. Yep. And I think the more the more popular hit was Amoeba. Yeah, I have that on my list. Yeah. Yeah, you have them again. Yeah. I figured. I mean, it did the album did really well. It was right up there with Dead Kennedy's album. Like it's so it good. was a very successful album. Yep. Um, Beat on the Brat from the Ramones, because yep. I think I think the Ramones get talked about a lot, but it just it would it felt weird for me not to include them because I do like them. And they're important. Um, this album came out, self-titled came out in 1976. The entire record is really good. Again, they debuted album. And they're still known as the first true punk rock group. And Joey Ramone is still known as the father of punk rock. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I think they're great. They're great. I like them. They're good. Yeah. It's just, I, it's hard sometimes. Same thing with the Sex Pistols. They were such great bands. And it's hard to kind of reconcile what they've aged into. I totally agree with you. Because I totally it just, agree it, with you. It, 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 does because... like, it does feel like, um, you know how when you're like, your parents are like, it's just a phase. And you're like, it's not a phase. Like, it feels like it was a phase for them. <laughs> like, it was a phase. A like, what successful... the hell happened? Yeah. yeah. Like, and that makes me sad. It's It does. And for me, too, it's a downer. But I just, I, I don't think it takes away from no. the work itself. No. I think the work is great. But you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you're just truly. like, what? yeah really like this genre no like yeah. <laughs> no but hey it i mean it happens it happens it in rap it, is. it does right it is. yeah it is what it, it is it does I guess. yeah like jay-z is a perfect example oh, right God. all about capitalism so it this happens in in every genre it we does. just can't you know it just we kind of have to kind of deal with it yeah but beat on the brat is a really good song i like oh, it's it great. Um, it's a great song what Kind of Monster Are You? Okay. Um, Slant Six from 1993, an all-female band from D.C., really great. Nice. Don't Dictate by The Penetration from Moving Targets 1978, just fun. And you know what? Because we do love the ladies of punk, I'm going to include the slits because yeah. Yeah. Typical Girls is a really good song from the Cut album 1979. And finally because I felt like I had to include them. The Beastie Boys, Egg Raid on Mojo from oh, their early nice. punk days. So from the Some Old Bullshit compilation, <laughs> I don't know if they released this. It was probably like part of their early EPs. Right. But I think it's a fun song. I'm sorry, yeah. it's a fun song. And Cookie Puss is a fun song too. <laughs> so we're going to add them. <laughs> I love that. Why not? I Why not? That. And that's it for me. Okay, I'm going to start off with New Noise by Refuse from their 1998 The Shape of Punk to Come album. They are a Swedish hardcore punk band 
from Sweden. Uh, they formed in 1991. Um, it's a really fun song. Actually, Refused Live is an experience that I wish everybody would have. Yeah. The energy, the the energy of the audience, the energy of, of the band, back and forth. They give it, we take it, we take it, they give it. Like it's I went with my friend and we had the best time and I would do it all over again. Uh it's like I didn't go in the pit because like I'm I'm not very tall. Um but I'm terrified. I've told you this before. I'm so terrified of the I don't, pit. Like, <laughs> like there's so there's stages to it. There's the pit and then you have kind of a space and you have like a ring and then like I don't mind being near it, but also I'm very aware of my height because I could be crushed and but this is just like whatever. But no, I don't mind like if somebody kind of bumps into me, I just I push them back like no big deal. I've never really been hurt because I, I also I'm not I'm not in the middle of it. Right. Like. Right. And also being a woman around a bunch of whatever testosterone driven men who are amped up, that doesn't make me feel safe anyways. So I'm just always it's like terrifying to me. I'm oh my God. A little bit I'm aware. terrified of men anyway. Like, That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And then you put them in this situation. And you put them in this situation. Hell no. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, I, I, they, they've been gentlemen and they've been great, but um, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't trust. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so sorry if I sound crazy, you guys, I have been sick for the past week. So um. <sighs> I'm I'm just getting over an illness, so I'm sorry if I sound stuffy. But I'll go into my next one. Um, you sound sexy, newscaster. Oh my lady, god, as you're always. so freaking funny. Actually, somebody was commenting both of our voices the other day, Millie. So you as well are a sexy newscaster, lady. No way. I swear to God, no they way. Were. I swear, I'm not lying to you. They were. They were like, you guys both sound really hot. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Well, thank you, but yeah. no, like Dina's the Dina's the one oh, with the nice voice. Okay. Believe me, <laughs> you're crazy, <laughs> but okay, you're great. Okay, we both sound good. We both make it. <laughs> we both make the show. Okay, it takes two. Oh. oh my god. Okay, next one is Operation Ivy by Operation Ivy off their 1989 um, album, self-titled. The whole album, just the whole album. Anything Operation Ivy does is amazing. They're fun. They're light-hearted slightly a bit more um like slightly ska like a little bit more um upbeat yeah um young till i die seven seconds from the 1984's the crew album um i just i i love this kind of like living life to the max and you're just gonna fucking go when you go and if you go young like fuck it right like which is a theme like throughout and many of these records like my god Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I mean, sadly, some some did die young. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's okay. true. Um, this one is a bit controversial, um, and I actually got this song off of another punkorama. Um, I forgot what compilation, but it's Code Blue by TSOL off 1981's Dance with Me. <laughs> it's so come on. I think it's good. <laughs> it's about fucking a corpse. <laughs> it's good i'm sorry i get it but it's good it's a good song right it's just a good it's creepy don't get me wrong and we don't we do not condone any no we don't want that of of sex with dead bodies that's just wrong no you they can't consent no 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 none of that like no 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 no. Um, but, but it is a good tune it's so good 
it's good come on and it just, <laughs> it's, it's like pretty much it's it's what we now call men um what do we call guys not simps but like what do we call guys that can't handle women that live that breathe and have like like i think for guys that hate women because they're so insecure the song is for you because it oh, literally we're in so the song, sending that off to you of course yeah, yeah because in the song it's like i can do what i want and she won't complain <laughs> <laughs> i don't really want to bother with the girls at my school like bothering me with all their morals and their rules like yeah go find a corpse then bud go for, yeah go find a corpse sorry yeah. sorry we have opinions okay <laughs> um <laughs> my uh, god yeah. i couldn't believe it but it's so good um the next one is Bottled Violence by Minor Threat off of 1981's First Two Seven Inches EP. Minor Threat is another classic, important band to the scene. Um, they're huge. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Their song Minor Threat is amazing. Like, they're just... Like, I know, I, I thought I was going to go more kind of current, but I really, like you, I stuck to the classics because there's so many in the classics. And, oh, they're so good. Okay. The next one is Cryovision by the Suicidal Tendencies from 1999's Freedom, spelled Love D from Suicidal B. Tendencies. Yeah. Yes, they're so good. Um, yeah. Again, another, um, this band talks about the institution being institutionalized in their song. They talk about just being young and just the system. And they're also lighthearted here and there. Um, but great, great, great band. Uh, the next one is Politicians in My Eyes by Death from Death's, their self-titled Death from 1975 to 76. This was a proto-punk band from Detroit. And there's actually a documentary on them called, a band called Death. Uh, very important documentary. They're b- three black guys from Detroit, like before punk was really, you know what I mean? Like a thing. Yeah. And it's great music, great energy um and i think they're still around i think they're still doing their thing i think oh. with help from the documentary i think that really gave them a push which was good they deserve they deserve it all um crooked bird by gas huffer off their 1994 uh one inch masters album um gotta go by agnostic front from their 1998 something's gotta give i love agnostic front they're amazing um and then Amoeba by the Adolescents from their 1981 self-titled album or the Blue Album. Yeah. Um, Alien 8 by Lagwagon off of their 1997 double plaid Neum album. Um, Last Caress by the Misfits, Misfits and Glenn Danzig from their 1978. Oh, I um, love the Misfits so I much. I love Glenn Danzig so much. I love Danzig. I, love I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> There's something about him. Are we messed up? Oh, wait, I don't I know what it is. Are. I don't because, even want to like. Because Hall, like Henry Rollins, <laughs> for a second, like very, very yes, very yes. Yeah, but he's different. But he kind of like <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like Danzig. I don't know. You know what it is for me? It's his voice. Yeah, I know. It's his voice. He has a good voice. He's so he's so beefy. I love it. I love the beefcake. (laughs) What's your favorite dancing song? Like solo. Of course. I knew you were gonna fucking say that. So weird. (laughs) 
just so weird and i love it and i love all the spoofs on it it's so good it's, it's so good. i'm oh. sorry it's good it's don't make fun do you, of us it's good no but do you know he also he also covers an elvis song which he does a really good job with um, I think he has a great voice, and I'm being yeah. totally serious. I no, think me he too. really I does. I love him. I, listen, yeah. he's 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 a beefcake. Like I'll take. I love his voice. Let me just, um, what is it called? Uh, dancing. But yeah, um, I still pick HR of the punk guys. I'll date HR. <laughs> like, he's, he's he's adorable too. He's but, so cute. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> the last one is "No Class" by the Reagan Youth. From their album, A Collection of Pop Classics, they're on the cover. The cover is actually really interesting. It's like a punk band, uh, and they're all dressed in um, white robes and hoods because, you know, Reagan youth are racist, just like Reagan was. Yeah. Fuck Reagan. <laughs> fuck Reagan. And fuck, right. Bar- like, fuck his wife. They're awful people. <laughs> awful people. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think this was a really, really cool... It was such a, because I I guess I really haven't listened to any punk in a while. I always, I listened to it all the time when I was younger. And then I kind of of phased out of it. But this just made me realize how much I love it and how much I miss it. And it's still so good. Yeah. It's still so so relevant. Getting into Bad Brains again. It was Mm -hmm. just like after, like, it's been a while since I've I've heard that album. And it's just fun, man. Like, I, I love it. I think it's great. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good genre and it is, it's, I do think it's forever young. I do think it's just really fearless. And yeah. that's, that's fun to me. I mean, we need that. We need that what now. Would, the earth is feeling so heavy. We need what, it. What would your, what would your, okay. If you could be in a punk band, what would, what would it be like? I think it would be an all girl band. <laughs> I, you know what? I would probably be female with an all like rest of the guy band. I would be like the that, one female. I think that works too. Yeah yeah. 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 I think. And then I think like I don't want to sing. I would play an instrument. I can't play an instrument, but I would ideally be playing an instrument. I want to play the drums. Ooh. Uh, for oh, sure. So hot. I'd be the drummer. I'd be the drummer. That's so hot. I would be like the guitarist or something. I don't do drums. I'd be the drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah and then sure. I would, like, I would just shit on, like, the male audience members. I would just, like, <laughs> throw stuff at them and, like, ignore them. And, yeah, no. No, just kidding. I would be nice. I would be nice. No, uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, because if they would have it coming, come on. Always. But always. Always. Would you listen to today? Um, today I listened to Sour by Void Vision from the 2014 <gasps> Sub Rosa album. They're like goth synth cold wave. I love them. I love Void Vision. What I, the last thing on my phone was Pixie Geldof. I'm <gasps> yours. Nice. Like so far away from punk. I mean, just really far away from punk, but That's okay. it's a cute song. It's a cute song. Hey, I like it. You're allowed. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I oh you know what I was listening to the other day? I what? don't know what it is, but I think just listening to Pope Francis's compilation record really messed up my algorithm. But also because I like classical music and I like chamber music, I got this other um recommendation for 
like choral uh choral with an orchestra like church music but it's really beautiful it's actually really good studying or working music do you think it'll, it'll make us like an appearance in the goth episode <laughs> oh maybe oh yes maybe hey we do need i mean these. yeah because yeah i think i think because it's it's just it's perfect though because usually i listen to you know whatever but yeah goth mm. we need a goth episode oh my god that would be three hours long. oh i would i would three oh hours long lily that would be a whole day because i i'm already thinking about the bands in my head like, yeah just... yeah we would be here all day sorry guys it's okay though they you know what you can always pause and come back yeah that's, that's endure it what cool. the hell endure it endure us <laughs> endure we're us <laughs> We're worth it. Absolutely. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So thanks again, guys, for spending time with us on this episode. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and requests. Feel free to reach out to us via our Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram. See you next week. Bye. Bye.